Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Many of you have probably at some time or another heard about our Olympic athletes or any athlete of some kind where they, maybe on ESPN, they do those special biography videos where they really dig into their lives and they give us, the viewer, the maybe less athletic of us, a view into their lives, their lives that are devoted to that sport. Where through that, that videography, uh, you see how, how they spend all their time with that sport, day or night, summer through winter, it doesn't matter. Every single day of the week, they are spending time training for that sport. And as they train for that sport, they go throughout the week doing all different kinds of athletic training. Different exercises that, quite honestly, I've never even heard of or couldn't even imagine. They monitor every single thing they eat. They monitor even the amount of water that they take into their body. And then they use devices like the Apple Watch or the Fitbit to monitor all their vitals and really track how they're doing and how they can get better. They give everything to that sport. They persevere through the worst and through the best times to become better at that sport. As I said, they are devoted to that sport. Now, devotion. Devotion could be to a sport, it could be to a job, it could be to a spouse, or quite honestly, it could be to just about anything in this world today. Devotion meaning that you persevere through the thick and through the thin. You endure no matter what might happen, and you hold fast onto that thing or that person or that way of life in which you are devoted to. Today in our scripture reading, Acts chapter 2 we are shown a picture of devotion to Christ. And we are shown that we too as Christians ought to be devoted to Jesus. But to show us this devotion, it really tells us to be devoted to four different things. What ultimately all four of those things are Jesus Christ himself. And so the first thing that the Christians are instructed to be devoted to is to be devoted to the apostles' teaching. Now, just earlier in the book of Acts, if you go back a little bit before our reading today, you hear how these people had just heard the word of God. They had just heard the teaching, just received the Holy Spirit, and been brought to faith. And they were baptized. Brand new believers. And after that, then we get to our reading, Acts chapter 2, in which they devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles. The apostles' teaching was the teaching of Jesus Christ. Christ, who was the Messiah. The Messiah who was so long foretold, who came in the flesh, who walked this earth teaching and doing many miracles. And the Messiah who was crucified. Brutally beaten and punished and crucified. But they also taught that he was risen. He is risen. Alleluia. They didn't stop there. They also taught that after he was risen, then he walked around showing himself to other people and telling other people what to do in his absence. And he gave them a great command, or as we also call it, the Great Commission. To go and baptize all people in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and also teach them. That is the teaching of the apostles. That is the teaching to which they devoted themselves. They devoted themselves, meaning that they gave their time and their energy and their efforts to that very teaching. So they didn't just hear about this teaching once, be brought to faith, and then go on with their lives, but they spent time with it. 
They wanted to continue learning and listening from those disciples and apostles. Continue to hear what they had to say. Continue to study their teachings. To think about their teachings. To really, truly take them to heart. To make their daily lives, all parts of their daily lives, about that very teaching. And so we, too, the church, no, we're not really the early church anymore. We're a few thousand years later. But we also still, the very same church, are called to do the same thing, to devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching. The apostles' teaching, as I said, which is preaching Jesus Christ crucified and risen for you. But the teaching that never changes. Because the apostles' teaching wasn't about them, it was about Jesus. The teaching that we teach today isn't about myself, it's not about you, it's about Jesus. It's the same yesterday, the same it was back all the way then, and today, and the same it will be forever and ever to come. I don't know how many of you have paid attention to the celebration of the Reformation 500 series that's being planned right now, but they have a very fitting slogan and model that applies very directly here. It's still all about Jesus. It's still all about Jesus. So we too are then called to devote ourselves to that teaching, to the teaching of Jesus Christ himself. Which means that we too must receive his word, receive that teaching, but then to study it, to spend time with it, to really maybe open up our Bibles, mark those Bibles up, and really get into it, to think about it, to spend time with it every single day. To persevere through thick and thin for it. To endure maybe the most difficult things and the most enjoyable. To hold fast to that teaching. As we hold fast to that teaching, the teaching of the apostles, we are also encouraged through the reading of Acts chapter 2 today to devote ourselves to the fellowship. Now when this early church devoted themselves to fellowship, it meant that they gathered together. They gathered together of the same kind. Which doesn't necessarily mean that they all looked the same, or they all dressed the same, or they all liked the same things, or were exactly identical. But they were the same kind because they all followed the apostles' teaching. At the core of it, they had all the same in kind together. And they gathered for fellowship, which meant that they gathered together in their homes, spending time together. Not necessarily worshiping, but just spending time together. Time to learn about each other grow together, and support each other. So as you can guess where I'm going with this, we too, the church, are called to gather and devote ourselves to fellowship. Fellowship, which as I said, we too can gather of the same kind. And yes, we all look very different. We have different interests, different gifts, but we have the same kind. We have faith in the teaching of Jesus Christ himself. And we are called to gather for that fellowship, which, as I said, doesn't directly refer to worship. We'll get to that a little bit later. But to gather together socially. So just recently, we had a trivia night. Months and months earlier, we had a a golf tournament. And who knows what was before that, during those months, and what's to come. To gather together for different events. Maybe going out to a movie with other friends. Maybe just having them over for a game night. Maybe playing some video games together. But to spend that time together. So we can learn about each other, grow together, and support each other. And as we do that, we are also called to devote ourselves to the breaking of the bread. Now the people in Acts chapter 2, when they first heard this phrase, breaking of the bread, they probably would have thought of two things. On the one hand, they would have thought of the Lord's Supper. Because as we know, on the night in which Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. 
And he gave thanks for that very bread. And so that's why it's the, that's the very title that we use to refer to the Lord's Supper at sometimes, the breaking of the bread. So they devoted themselves to the breaking of the bread, devoted themselves to gather together around his very body and blood which he gives to them. His body and blood which give, was given for them when he was crucified and when he rose again. They devoted themselves to that breaking of the bread. They also devoted themselves to the breaking of the bread which means gathering together for meals. Simply gathering together in their homes to share a meal together. Because mealtime was rather personal and, and special and, and intimate, honestly. When they could gather in someone's home and share that meal together, it was a very close and bonding activity. So we, the church today, are still called to devote ourselves to the breaking of the bread. To gather together for the Lord's Supper, which, no, we don't celebrate today, but we celebrate regularly where we come here to worship, where we know here is his very body and blood. Here is the very sacrament which grants you forgiveness and life. So making sure that we devote our lives, coming here no matter what is else happening in our life, so we can devote ourselves to coming to his holy table. And also devoting ourselves by bringing other people our children or our friends or people who we maybe haven't seen in a while, but devoting our lives so that we can all gather as one body around his very true body and blood. We also devote ourselves to breaking the bread by having meals together. Because meals today are also still special, kind of personal and intimate. I mean, when you have someone over in your house, you're sharing your space with them, whether it be clean or not space. You're sharing a meal, putting your cooking skills on the line for them. You're sharing that personal conversation with them which you really get to know each other. You kind of expose yourself. Those two are special and personal. So I'm going to give you a challenge today. A challenge today to you to maybe, maybe not this week, but sometime this week, invite someone over so that in the weeks coming you can have them over for dinner. One of your brothers or sisters in Christ here, or a family or a couple families, so you can gather together around the breaking of the bread. Share that time together. So you can grow in fellowship around ultimately the one true teaching that we share together. But of course we can't forget the last thing the church showed us to devote ourselves to. The early church devoted themselves to prayer. Prayer. Actually speaking with God, talking with God, conversing back and forth with God. Telling him all that was on their minds and hearts even though he already knows it. And that prayer also in this context in Acts 2 also means worship. I told you worship would come back into play here. Worship. So praying to God, yes, but also worship. And worship means when we gather together to receive what God has given us and we give him the only one thing that we can give him back. Thanks. Giving him thanks for all that he gives us here. That's what worship is. So just like them, we ought to devote ourselves to worship to devote ourselves, to give our life, our time, our energy, our perseverance to prayer, to talking with God, whether it be here on Sundays, at work, during school, on the sports field, walking home, whatever it is, praying to God, but also then worshiping God, coming to here on Sundays to receive his gifts and to give him thanks. During the week, to come together around his word, to receive his word, which is a gift, and give him thanks. And also to gather together during the week to give confession and absolution, to receive his gift of forgiveness and give back thanks for that gift that he gives us. Devoting our lives to prayer. So in the very beginning today, I started off with a story of the athlete, of which many of us can picture, who gives their time and their energy, their resources, everything they have 
to that sport. Well, we, the church, are called to do the same thing. Yes, it's good and it's okay to be, have devotion to other things in your life that you're devoted to, spouses especially, and, and friends and family and jobs and the, and the like. But above all things, to devote, be devoted to Jesus Christ himself. Devoted to Jesus Christ through the teaching of the apostles, the fellowship, the breaking of the bread, and prayer. Devote ourselves to him. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.